People pay money to see me in a 20 by 20 ring. Wrestling fans and welcome to another edition of the 20 by 20 Ring Crew. I am your co-host Joe, and I am here as always with my brother Matt. Matt, what's going on, bro? Hey, what's going on, guys? <laughs> we are watching Anthony Henry, who just successfully defended the Full Impact Pro uh, title against Absolute Andy at the uh, the April 5th show, WrestleMania 35 weekend. For uh, Mercury Rising, yeah, Mercury Rising, WWN, w- yeah, WWN, and uh, it was it was an interesting match. I don't want to say it was a good match, but it was interesting. Definitely two guys who uh, who normally don't wrestle one another. You could tell, yeah. But uh, yeah, that was that was pretty interesting. Uh, I was laughing because Anthony was in the middle of the ring doing like snow angels. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> We were talking about it because, um, you know, I'm a I'm a fan of Anthony Henry. I have been for the past you know couple of years. I got introduced to him. Uh, he was mainly a babyface, you know, kind of a rugged babyface kind of kind of guy, and he's doing his heel turn. And I made the mention to to you and and uh, about guys who turn baby from babyface to heel, especially. And I don't want to be this guy to say this because you know how much I love independent wrestling. I find it better than a lot of what you see on WWE for the most part, including this for the most part. Um, but, you know, the less experienced guys, they go they go from babyface to heel, and it's almost like they just leave most of their moveset at home. Yeah, I don't. I, I never understood that. Like, that's not what being a heel is. Like, right. be, be, you know, de- you know, devious and all that stuff, but... You still have to perform. Yeah. <laughs> so it was. It's been kind of disappointing. I, I. I wish. Yeah. Somebody would take Anthony Henry in the back and say, "Hey, you know, uh, you gotta wrestle still. You, know, you still gotta wrestle." <laughs> but uh, for the most part, you know, uh, this is this is a once a year thing. Mercury Rising. It's a combination of uh, everything that WWN is all about, um, and not only that, but there's a lot more international flavor this year, and I think that's a sign of things to come for the WWN. Uh, for those who don't know, the World Wrestling Network, that's what WWN stands for. It is a, uh, it's a series of promotions working together. Yes, again, working together. That includes Evolve. That includes Full Impact Pro, as we saw the title being defended. You know, that includes Shine. That includes ACW, American Combat Wrestling. And now we even see WXW and DDT involved in all this. So it's a, it's a pretty cool concept when you got all these, uh, these small, you know, nothings, if you will, and they're all working together, and, you know, don't sleep on it. Don't no, sleep on it. no way, no way. But uh, speaking of small, you know, we're talking, we're going to be talking smaller guys today. Uh, by that, I mean the uh, the super juniors, the junior heavyweights in, uh, in New Japan Pro Wrestling. The best of the super juniors uh, just announced uh, today of our recording um, or shortly around that time, uh, the lineup has been introduced, and um, it starts on on May thirteenth, and it's going to culminate on June fifth 
in which the winner will receive a shot at the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. I'm assuming at uh, Dominion, which is also in June. Mm-hmm. So we have the car, we have the the roster, and we have a uh, a twenty twenty person roster. So I'm assuming this is going to be this is round robin. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. I believe so. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, we don't have the actual uh, brackets yet, but we do have the participants. And I think it's 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 uh it's a good time to kind of run through it because this right here, uh, maybe one of the most stacked rosters that I've I've seen in a, in a New Japan tournament in quite some time as far as the round robins are concerned, because we talked about the the G one climax last year. <clears throat> I'm sure you guys listened to that episode. Thank you so much for for all the support out there. Yes, thank you, thank you. Um, about some <clears throat> some guys that are fillers. And I'm not going to lie, I see a filler right now, and we'll get to it in a second. Okay. But uh, <laughs> for the most part, you have legit contenders across the board. And that's what you want to see. You know, we don't want to... I'm glad that somebody like Juice Thunder Liger isn't in here because you know he's not going to win it. Right. You know he's not going to win it. He's going to retire this year. He's not going to win the tournament. He's not going to become champion. I'm, and I say that with all the respect in the world and love and admiration to Juice and Liger. But I'm glad he's not in there for that reason. So I, I guess I'm just, we're just going to go through it. I don't know how you want to do it. Like, they have it here alphabetically. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. So uh, let's just go there. Let's do that. Let's do it. Okay. So the first guy on the list is a guy that representing Ring of Honor, a man by the name of Bandito. I, already, dude, already, just you know. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Just looking at the rest of the uh, part, the confirmed entrance, the amount of Bandito matches you probably won't see for quite some time. Right. Um, it's crazy, crazy, crazy shit. Being being that it is, it is a round robin tournament, yeah, we are definitely going to get to see some Bandito versus Bullet Club. I'm excited yes. about that. Yes. Um. And then also, uh, you're going to get to see Bandito versus uh, some New Japan guys. Yep. Uh, and then CMLL. So um, that's something that uh, most people don't get to see or, or just don't take the chance to see. Um, so uh, either way, um, it's, it's, there's a, a lot of performers in this, uh, in this tournament that uh, I'm already excited Yeah. At the prospects of seeing uh, just against Bandito, Bandito, the rise of Bandito. I mean, it's been you hear the term skyrocketing. That doesn't give him justice. No, no. <laughs> I, he's one of those guys that when he was announced for All In last year, I was like, okay, they they found somebody that's cool. I wasn't too familiar with his work, and then we went to a show for Evolve. Right, yeah, he was at the Evolve show. And and I saw what this man could do, and I was blown away. And I was like, I remember looking at you, I was like, this is the guy that's going to be all in. <laughs> and ever since then, it was just like, I, I just, I wanted more, more what he had to offer. Yeah, and, and we got it, because uh, later that night, same venue, we, we were part of the doubleheader, we got to watch the Progress show. Yes. And... Uh, him and El Flamita ended up uh, winning the Progress Tag Titles. Yes, yeah. 
from uh, who was that? Uh, it was uh, CCK. Oh yeah, that's right. But CCK. it was with uh, AR Fox. Right, he because um, Kid Lycan was hurt. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I was just again. I, I, I've I've been following this man for for quite some time. I got to see him again. We got to see him uh, at Warrior Wrestling. Oh, that's right. You, did. you know, and uh, I mean, he just. He's absolutely blows my mind what he can do because he's a combination of a powerhouse because he's he's built like a fucking brick house, but he obviously he's got the luchador mentality, and not only that, but there's technical wrestling involved in the two, in ways that you you don't see a lot of of, of luchadors doing suplexes the way that he can. So for my money, you know, I, I already said I'm super excited to see him against Bullet Club because obviously you have uh, the Bone Soldier himself, Taiji Shimori, as part of uh, the entrance. Yeah. So we'll definitely get to see them two uh, put on a show. And then you also have Robbie Eagles Yeah. Um, as part of Bullet Club. So, again, another, another match that excites me. But what really excites me with Bandito here, I cannot fucking wait. To see Bandito against Shingo Takagi. Oh my god! Holy shit, dude! That could potentially be match of the year. That in my book. that right there. Uh, you know, we talk about Bandito being built like a brick shit house for being a, a super junior, right? Um, so is so is Shingo. Shingo, he's he's one of those. Uh, they, they talk about it on New Japan all the time, where he's. He's clearly of the super junior stature. Yeah. But he's built like a heavyweight. Like, yeah. He's that in-between weight that you just don't know necessarily where to classify. And I know they're talking about moving him up to a heavyweight. I'm glad they didn't do it yet because I'm so fucking excited for that match alone. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, speaking of, of, of Shingo, because he represents LIJ, uh, mm-hmm. I'll move right to the next guy on this list, uh, Bushi. Bushi is a guy that I've stood behind for so long as a wild card. And I think 20, I know, I should say, in 2018, my wild card blossomed into a legit contender amongst amongst anyone's pick list. Mm-hmm. Because Bushi is as legit as they come. Um, any match that Bushi is in, for me is candidate for match of the night. Bar none. Because he's that good. He is he's a combination of of high you know, he's a combination of strong style meets Lucha Libre. And that right there is a scary combination to have. <laughs> to be to be that style, to be strong style on top of that speed and that high flying capability and on top of that, again, as we talked about with, with, with Bandito, there's a good amount of technical wrestling involved in that as well. To me, Bushi is, is a standout player, and I, I look forward to any of his matches, if, especially if, he has, if it's anything like what he put together last year at the Best of Super Juniors. He put on a hell of a run, came up short, but uh, Bushi is a, could be a guy that you could be seeing at, in, uh, in June taking on the IWGP heavyweight champion. That would be pretty fucking interesting. Um, you're right. He's blossomed so much. Uh, you know what? That that whole stable has blossomed so much and, and yeah. continues to. Um, Just when you think they've, they've reached their limits. 
Oh, right, with, right. With, with their with their cast of characters, if you will, they 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 excel. And I think I think uh, you just whenever they have the opportunity, and you get to see them uh, outside of their norm, is is when you realize like holy shit, they can do that too now. Yeah. Um, you know, for instance, during the uh, during the New Japan Cup, uh, you know, we got to see Sonata in in singles action. As part of the the tournament, and you know, more often than not, you see him paired up with Evil, and yeah. they're having tag team runs left and right. But right. you get to see him uh, as a singles wrestler in the New Japan Cup, and you know that match he had with Okada was. You're, you're looking at him like, damn, yeah, like, I mean, I knew he was a good wrestler, right. but holy shit, it makes you wonder how much further they're gonna go because. Let's face facts. Sonata is at that point where he's a legit contender for IWGP Heavyweight Championship, and you know you still gotta get through Naito. Yeah, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying in general. Like it's it's a uh, it's something I don't like to think about either. But it's it's one of those things where one of these guys are gonna are gonna accomplish that goal. It's who's gonna reach it first, and what does that mean for Lij? Uh, but that's neither here nor there right now. Moving right along, we actually have the current IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion and Dragon Lee, a man that's uh, kind of searching for redemption in in, uh, in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, those are not my words. I'm not I'm not bashing him for what for what happened. That was an accident. But uh, those are his words. He is looking to redeem himself for what happened. Uh, goes back to the. Uh, was it G one in San Francisco? Yeah, G one in San Francisco. Okay, and uh, he mm-hmm. uh, he challenged Hiromu Takahashi for the Junior Heavyweight Championship. Lost the match, but uh, more importantly, he he really put a hurting on on Takahashi in a botched move that led to uh, a massive injury for Takahashi, severe neck injury. Um, and over at the G1 Supercard, it was it was repeatedly said that Dragon Lee was was in this match to win this title and to in hopes to give Takahashi, who potentially could be coming back soon, uh, the rematch that he deserves and to make things right with him. Um, storyline wise, it seems pretty pretty heavy, um, and it's not really a storyline. This is I mean the man behind the mask truly feels that way. Uh, it's a guy that respects wrestling, obviously. Uh, obviously, a world class athlete. I'm never a fan of champions being in these tournaments because the prize is a title shot. Um, but this time around, it's a little different for me. And for one, because it's Dragon Lee and he's not a regular uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling right. wrestler, so you kind of like the Bandito situation. You're going to get matches you're not going to see yeah, right, for right. a long time, if not ever again. Uh, and then two for that reason for for the I guess you want to call it an angle let's call it an angle uh, it adds a little bit of flavor more flavor to to the tournament for me but uh, for me Dragon Lee again I mean out of the three guys that we've officially mentioned so far he's definitely he, he probably is the the biggest guy of the junior heavyweights I would say so yeah, yeah I mean he's he is fucking jacked. A lot of those CMLL guys are though, because they they do they do work on their body quite a bit down there in CMLL. But uh, um, great wrestler, a lot of high flying spots you're gonna see. 
definitely a lot of stuff that uh, a lot of interesting matches that could uh, partake here in this tournament. So I'm excited to see Dragon Lee. It's it's uh it's interesting in and of itself because you have Dragon Lee here looking for redemption. Um, where if we were watching this and this were a, an American promotion, he would have already turned heel. Mm-hmm. He would have turned heel and he would have been like, I fucking destroyed his career. Yeah. And, you know, I'm the man and all this shit. And, sure. Um, it's, it's not that way for New Japan. Not necessarily. And that's what we're seeing here. Right. Um, he is on the road to redemption. And uh, are we going to get to see see that happen if if both him and Harumu have it their way yeah it'll happen yeah so I'm, I'm looking forward uh, what you know regardless of whether it happens sooner or later I can't wait I can't wait for that day to come because it'll mean two things one Harumu will be, will be back Absolutely. and two we're gonna see one hell of a fucking match hell yes hell of a return match hell yes moving right along we have a member of Suzuki Goon in El Desperado uh, here's a guy that's uh, been a consistent member of the of the junior heavyweight division. Uh, had a great run as junior heavyweight tag team champions along with Yoshinuma Kanemaru last year. Um, what's your take on El Desperado? Because again, um, there's a lot of different different takes here in in in, uh, in talent that he might be seeing. He, again, he's one of those guys. Just like uh, it's a similar situation, like we talked about with Los Ingobernables, yeah. where you have Desperado, who's who's always seems to be uh, in tag team matches right. or, or on a tag team title run, so you don't get to see him do very much uh, singular work. Right, absolutely. Now you have that opportunity. It's like you're you're about to open up a fucking entire world of wrestling that we don't normally get to see, and uh, you know he's more than capable. He's in this tournament. That's why he's, you know, he is one of the best of the Super Juniors. Right. I, I can't wait because it isn't necessarily the same, the same uh, set of aspects with El Desperado here. Uh, much like Bandito, you have El Desperado and all the other New Japan entrants. We don't normally get to see them square off against each other in singles matches. That yeah, you absolutely. know, so it's like, oh shit! Like, never mind the CMLL guys or the Ring of Honor guys. Like, I'm at the base of it. I'm excited that he gets to wrestle this person from NJPW. Yeah, by himself. By himself, right? You know. Uh yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's something that uh, you know we tend to forget to take into consideration. There's a ton of tag team matches. In New Japan, and I love them. Yeah, no, I do love them. It's great, but... but when you can get these, that's what I love about these tournaments. Whether it's this or the you know the G One or, or or the New Japan Cup, you're going to get these one on one matches that you might not see again. Whether they're whether it's you know within the same company or you're trading talent, you know it's just a great way to uh, to showcase individual wrestlers, and I, and I absolutely love it. And El Desperado is one of the best ones that they have in this entire tournament. Uh, next up is a guy that's uh, kind of fits in with now with the the bigger junior heavyweights. He's definitely put on a lot of muscle. Uh, my partner here made a comment last episode last week about him putting on roughly twenty pounds of muscle. I, I would say that's correct. Uh, I would I would guess that too. Um, that is Flip Gordon representing Ring of Honor. Uh, this is uh, I don't know. If this, this is not his first time doing this tournament. I don't think. I think he did last year. Uh, I can't remember or not, but um, at any rate, 
Uh, yeah, he definitely did do it last year. Flip Gordon is back. He was he spent some had some injuries problems or, uh, that he was dealing with. He's back. He he, looks, he he tore his bicep, didn't he? Tore his bicep. Yeah, and he's in incredible shape. Not that he was in bad shape before, but just he looks like a fucking machine now. Yeah, he's back with like a beast, man. Yeah, and uh, he's still you know he's still Flip Gordon. He's st- he, he, he again. It's the same category as a bandito. He's you know he can do the flips, but he's he's got the, he's got the strength now more so than ever. Uh, Flip Gordon, I really would like to see them make a run with him as a potential uh, winner of his block. I want to see him. Uh, I-, I love to see him take a take a deep run because I think it. Uh, I think he's going to put on obviously a hell of a lot of good matches, and uh, he to me he's a legit contender. I-, I would like to see somebody in this tournament uh, <laughs> that isn't New Japan make a legit run at the block, whether they win it or not. Make a legit run. But uh, overall, huge Flip Gordon fan. I, I I don't have a bad thing to say about him as far as his in ring work. So I'm excited to see what he's got what he's got planned for us. We're, you know what? Uh, I I know what you just said, but I I kind of disagree with you because we we're seeing a different Flip Gordon. We're seeing a different Flip Gordon because he's back and he's back with a vengeance. Um, that <laughs> that display he put on. During the G1 Supercard, where um, he essentially took the the Singapore caning from three different men, that yeah, was hard to watch. It was hard to watch, and uh, he took it like a fucking champ. And not, I'm I'm not trying to say that he wasn't capable of uh, sustaining that before his injury, but we're, I think we're clearly seeing a, a different uh, a different level of Flip Gordon right now, and. Let's face it. I mean, it's going to be hard because of, of who who all is involved in this tournament. It's going to be hard to stand out. But if anybody's gonna to make if anybody has the the actual potential to make a really good run, it's Flipcord. So what's the disagreeing part? <laughs> Uh, that he's the same Flip Gordon. I, oh, I, I okay. think he's. All right, yeah. I think he's uh, elevated himself. Okay, no, that's fair. That's totally fair. <laughs> I say we're saying the same thing. We're saying the same thing. We're like a bickering old couple here. Uh, no. no, 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 no. I, yeah, you're you're right. You're right. Uh, it isn't exactly the same. It. Um, I didn't even consider that G one. That G one super. It was kind of scary, actually. It was. It just it just looked like somebody that just like wasn't quite there. And was ready to run fucking through you. <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, because even as a hardcore wrestler, I mean, you look at like the Tommy Dreamer Sandman situation way back in the nineties. Yeah, Tommy was in fucking incredible pain. I know he took more hits that time, but he was in fucking incredible pain. Where Flip Gordon was just like, "Give me fucking more." Yeah, it was. It was nuts. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of Ring of Honor, we got another guy from Ring of Honor here in uh, Jonathan Gresham. The octopus. The octopus. Yeah, dude, I'm always excited to see Jonathan Gresham. You know what? It took me a while. I've always been a fan of his, but Jonathan Gresham was one of those guys that kind of seemed to be two moves behind a lot of times, where he was getting ahead of himself a lot. He had the ring ability, but it's like now he's starting to, you know, it's almost like slow down a bit, catch your breath. Yeah. Because you have the talent. You have the talent. He has raw talent. He's a, he's a little shit, but he's a, he's got the talent. Phenomenal technical wrestler. You know, he, he, you know, he, if you want to, if you're not familiar with him, think of 
of a Zack Sabre Jr. style wrestler. I was just about to say, yeah. Uh, that, that's the type of wrestler. All the other styles that we've talked about, you're not going to see with Jonathan Gresham. You're going to see a more scientific style, if you will. And that's great because he knows how to pick a body part and rip you to shreds. Yeah. And that's what I like about him now because he's he's slowed down the pace. He needed to for for his style of wrestling. Yeah. Uh, so now, going into this tournament, hell yes, I'm excited to see John Gresham <laughs> wrestling. This next guy, I don't know what to say about him. Uh, I'm a fan of his, but we talked about it uh, last two last uh, two out of three episodes. Yeah. The disappointment in him lately, and that is the villain Marty Skrull. Uh... Maybe, you know what? Maybe being in the tournament and being in Japan will kind of uh, bring some life back to Marty's um, performances. Hopefully that's the case. He's definitely going to have to fucking step it up. He's got some stiff competition for the, for the entire tournament. So um, he, he either better get his shit together or fucking check out and just be done with it. Because there's, there's very little room for error. I I've just I'm so disappointed in, in his style of wrestling lately. He's he's so much better than what he's been giving us, and uh, unfortunately, we're, we're just kind of like just hoping for the best at this point. <laughs> and that's that's all I can really say about Marty at this point. I want to be proven wrong. I mean, hopefully, he puts on a hell of a show for us uh, because I mean, this is a former junior heavyweight champion. Well, why couldn't he have a, a legit run at this tournament? Right. But you got to bring it, man. You got to fucking bring it. Uh, speaking of guys that I know will bring it, um, is a Bullet Club member, Robbie Eagles. Uh, you already talked about him, uh, potentially in a match against Bandito. Obviously, that's uh, dependent on the the block or if they both win their blocks. But uh, he's uh, he's a member of Bullet Club, and uh, here he is for the uh, he he was he doesn't do not a whole lot uh, he doesn't do a whole lot of New Japan lately. No, but uh, you know he was there. He did the the junior heavyweight tag tag league last year in 2018 with Taiji Shimori. Uh, he's back to do this tournament. Man, Robbie Eagles is, is something special to watch. And I got into him last year personally. Yeah, he he is. He's and, something special. And again, he's one of those contestants that you don't you know you don't get to see him often on New Japan. Yeah, even though he's a member of a, of the Bullet Club, he's not really there in New Japan. Well, he's also. off doing other shit, uh, you know, it's a lot of time in Rev Pro uh, right. and out in New Zealand and Australia, so which is his native. You know, right. So he, he's repping Bullet Club Bullet Club from out um, out there, but it's going to be it's going to be awesome to see him on a regular basis and against the best in his weight class. Yeah. So I'm super fucking excited. You know, because, again, he's he's another one where you've had him uh, take part in tags and, and whatnot. And, you know, obviously a few singles matches here and there. But not enough to, to sit there and see the full potential of what he's capable of against what's supposed to be his main roster. Right. So... You know, I'm, I'm, I probably shouldn't be, but I'm fucking excited to see him against El Desperado. I'm excited to see him against Bushi. You know, one on one. Right. It, it's it's gonna be badass. I, quite honestly, him versus Show and Oreo. Like, dude, I can't fucking wait. Okay, it's gonna yeah, be badass. Absolutely. Speaking of and Yo, uh, we have the third member uh, coach slash player of Rapungi 3K. 
as our next confirmed entrant, and that is the Rocky Romero, a.k.a. Chicken Leg from way back in the day. <laughs> um, I will never forget that. That little girl at that Ring of Honor show just completely just give, jawing back at him just like he was back jawing at her. Yeah. And she called him Chicken Leg. She had everybody in the place chanting Chicken Leg. <laughs> and and he played it up very nicely. It was great. But, uh, yeah, you have Rocky Romero here. Again, one-third over Pungi 3K. And um, I, I, I enjoy Rocky. I enjoy Rocky's performances. I don't know who exactly you felt the filler was, but uh, I, I think he's definitely one of them. Well, when I first said the filler... I did. Oh, do, you were probably thinking Tiger Mask. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking Tiger Mask. But there was two other guys that I saw. One is Rocky Romero. Okay. The other guy is next on the list, and that's uh, Rusuke Taguchi. Oh, yeah, yeah. Obviously, two guys I respect a hell of a lot of. You know, they, they've done they've they've done their part in wrestling, but, you know, it's they're part-timers. <laughs> and, and part-timers don't win tournaments. It just doesn't happen. So, uh, Rocky Romero... Probably gonna finish with four, maybe six points tops. Taguchi, probably less than that. So yeah, and that's 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 just to be that's me being nice about it. <laughs> I I have no gripes with them at all. It's but it is what it is. I, I would like to see. I think Rocky could still go for sure. Oh yeah, that's There's not no even about an issue. It. Yeah, but he's a part timer, and part timers don't win tournaments. Taguchi can't go as 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 well because he's he's definitely aged, but. You know he's still in the ring for a reason. He can still go, but he's not going to win. The, he's not going to win this tournament. Um, so there's not really much to say about it. But uh, I, you know, it's not to say that they they can't have highlight matches because they can, and I hope that they do. Obviously, quite honestly, I think a highlight match for the both of them will be against each other. Yeah, if, I, if I they can get easily it, yeah. see that happening. Yeah. Um, you know who's going to have probably all highlight matches? Is <laughs> the guy that we mentioned earlier. We're gonna officially talk about him now in Shingo Takagi, member of Lij. I mean, what can I we we say that we haven't already said? I mean, he's he's a junior heavyweight built like a heavyweight. He's he's a he's a fucking powerhouse. I can't wait to see him one on one against Will Osprey. Oh my god! Well, I can't wait to see him one on one against Yo. And yeah, you know what? You're right. To be honest, just about everybody. Taiji Shimori. Like, dude, I'm... Bandito, like you said wait. earlier. I can't fucking wait. Uh, fucking Dragon Lee. I don't know if we said it at the beginning, but this all starts on May 13th. So Mother's Day weekend um, is when the tournament starts. And again, yeah. it's available on New Japan's... Uh, New Japan Pro World... Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling's <laughs> World yeah. streaming service. Uh, you can... If you don't have a subscription, please go get yourself one. It's about eight or nine bucks US a month. It is well worth it. You'll get to see the entire best of the Super Junior um, during your free trial. Yeah. If you start it Mother's Day weekend. And you can do that over at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash NJPW. And uh, it, is, it is well worth your money. Uh, I, I recommend not using a fire stick to to access oh, it. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> but uh, otherwise, yeah, fucking great service. Yeah, Shingo to me, man. I, you know, what? I would love to see him and Bushi. I know it won't probably won't happen, but see them in the same bracket, see them go at it would been would be absolutely phenomenal to me. Yeah, and and you know what? That's 
th- I think that speaks volumes about that that faction because uh, let's face it for your for our money for my money anytime there's faction uh, like two faction members against one another yeah you know not that we see it often but right out of all of those factions dude LIJ puts everybody to fucking shame Absolutely. they put on clinic after clinic after clinic against one another and they do it with such fucking class you don't get that with bullet club you don't get that with fucking uh, Suzuki Goon. Not that like you're looking for technical wrestling from them necessarily, right, but right. still, like, dude. So I would be super fucking excited to see that match. I mean, and it makes sense because you know Lij, out of all the factions, they're the smallest. Uh, yeah. You know, and and I, I think that's for a reason. Um, you know, and I I I'm lo- love how they carefully placed. The guys in that in that faction. It wasn't just anybody to be going, can go in there. Because uh, let's face facts. As much as we love the Bullet Club, there's been guys where they were there just to be there. You know. Oh yeah. Well, and, and, um, you know, last year with just about every tournament they were in. Yeah. All they did was start shit most of the time. Right. You know? And and I get it. That's where they were going, and that right. you know, they're trying to prove points. It, but it was an angle that they were doing yeah. for for the most part. But also, you know, it's a double edged sword because while that angle goes on, you're missing out on wrestling, right? Or the opportunity for good wrestling. Absolutely. And at the end of the day, that's what these tournaments are about. We got one half. Uh, well, actually, since we're doing Rapunky 3K, all three members, one two, one another third of the uh, Rapunky 3K, and that show. The powerhouse of the two mm-hmm. young tag teams. Show for me, immediately, the first guy I wish he's in a bracket with again is Shingo. Yeah, uh, because the fact that they are very similar in styles, and I would love to see who's better. Out yeah, of the two. and then quite honestly, the the few times that we've seen them in tag matches, you're only getting a fucking small taste, and that's what it is. <laughs> you're that's like, what these damn it. That's what these tag teams are. <laughs> You know what these tag teams are? Is that they, they they give you fucking blue balls because you just want more. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! We ain't done. We're no, no. We're not moving on. Yeah, we're moving on. So that's but that's what it is. So when you finally get it, it's like oh my god, you just can't get enough of it. Uh, show for me, I don't know how much longer we're gonna have him as a junior heavyweight. Right. Because he's, he's very adamant on wanting to move up. Yeah. Well, he's bulked up too. He's bulked up quite a bit. So. Uh, I again, Bandito for me, Dragon Lee. I, I've seen him with against Bushi, but I wouldn't mind seeing it again. You know, guys like that. I would love to see him against Flip Gordon and, and Jonathan Gresham. I mean, there's a laundry list of guys. Show is to me is is one of my favorites, and I would be intrigued if uh, maybe they push one of these two guys because you know he's part of a tag team. He's a tag team wrestler. Um, if I'm not mistaken, he's still one half of the junior heavyweight tag team champions. Yeah. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see if if he's going to get that kind of push, and I, I hope he does. Uh, next up is the former IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion uh, in the Bone Soldier, representing Bullet Club, Taiji Ishimori, a guy that has just had quite the year since coming to Bullet Club. <laughs> Shit, yeah, dude. Not, not that he was not having a successful career prior to this, right. but... I mean, he went from a guy that was known as Big Fish in a little pond to being a big fish in a fucking ocean, yeah. you know, <laughs> big-ass fish in a fucking ocean. So uh, Ishimori has just absolutely just dominated the competition for the most part, uh, with the exception of losing the title back at the G1 Supercar in a three-way match that also featured Bandito. Um, 
He lost it to Dragon Lee. Uh, what is there to say about Ishimori that hasn't already been said? I mean, just one of the best in-ring wrestlers in all of New Japan. Can pretty much do it all, and he's going to give you a, a, as close to five-star matches, if you will, across the board. And what's what's scary about him is, you know, he's he definitely has his his move set, right? And he and he's it's very well established, but he's he also has that he also has that streak in him to where he'll beat you with your own shit. Yeah. Um, much like Velveteen Dream. Yeah. And although we've seen a lot of them, we haven't seen everything. Yeah. And that's what excites me about him being in, in this kind of a tournament. I can guarantee you we're going to get to see shit from him that we have not seen yet. Um, and and I, it sucks because, uh, you know, we, we do mention it from time to time, but Pro Wrestling Noah, you know, he came from Pro Wrestling Noah, um, a very respected and yeah. and successful promotion and it's a shame that they don't have a streaming service yeah absolutely that, you know it, it's like shit if they do it's not in english right and, and it's not accessible to us do, so. yeah exactly but uh yeah to to miss out on his pro wrestling noah career is like, dude, it eats me up. Like, fuck, I want to watch all those matches. Yeah, I mean, I, I've seen, I've seen them here and there, but we don't want to get posted online and stuff right. like that. But it is hard to come by. It really is. Um, this next guy is intriguing. Uh, I, I see him as filler, but he he tends to surprise people to this day, and <laughs> and, and that is that is Taka Michinoku. A uh, guy that's well-known, or should be well-known for a lot of people out here in the States. A lot of you WWE marks should, should remember him. Uh, at least those that were around there in the Attitude Era. Uh, Taka Michinoku doesn't wrestle a whole lot anymore. No. You know, he does tag matches. You mainly see him as the hype man for Zack Sabre Jr. You know, just tap out. and uh, But here he is he, in this tournament. But I say he's he can cause some problems for people because... He, after all these years, he still has he still has it in the <laughs> ring. That's a definite. And it seems like even after all these years, people don't seem to have him figured out quite yet. I didn't. I'm sitting there watching the New Japan Cup, and you know whether he was part of a tag match or you know um, interfering in Zack Sabre Jr.'s matches. Yeah, you got to see him. At, it was it was just it was mind blowing. Like, first of all, he's still able to go very well, I yeah. might add. And then on top of it, like you're no longer just you know you no longer have to worry about Takamitsunoku, the quote unquote cruiserweight. No, 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 no. You have to worry about him as a member of Suzuki Goon. So right. he's much more physical. Right. He's fucking brutal. Um. He's definitely got a fucking mean streak in him. <laughs> You add all that together, and and you definitely have your fucking work cut out for you. And to have him in here against these guys, I, I'm for for my money again. I, I hate to sound like a broken record, but I can't wait till he ties it up with fucking Shingo. I yeah. want I want them to beat the piss out of each other. Yeah, man. I I look at that as like um, like two heavyweight dogs going at. I know yeah. this is a junior heavyweight tournament but 
I just I don't see that being very um, technical. No, and then and sense. then the other one too is uh, it would for me it would be him versus Gresham. Gresham that that seems that seems really fucking intriguing to me because uh, I I think he'll fucking give Gresham the business times too. Yeah, and uh, I would like <laughs> to see what Gresham is made of. You know, uh, or, or we're talking about main streaks. You know, him versus Flip Gordon at this point. And just yeah, to see, yeah. To see that kind of, you know, those those types of, uh, of 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 ring work, or 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 even a Will Osprey at this point too. Yeah, yeah, because that's something we still haven't seen either. Um. Yeah. I, I'm. I don't. I don't see Taka winning a lot of matches, but I do see him causing a lot of problems. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so. He's filler, but he's he's still got killer in him. Um, next up is the guy that I originally saw as a as a filler. That's kind of what it's basically what he is. Uh, it is a legend, though. It's Tiger Mask. Um, there's not much to say. No, there's not. But I'm I'm gonna get back to him later. Okay. So moving on then. Uh, representing CMLL, we have Titan. Titan or Titan, Titan in English. Yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> it's got an accent over it, so I gotta say yeah, Titan. No, it is. It is Titan. <laughs> um, I'm a fan of his work. You know, I, I don't. I don't get again. I, I talked about this uh, episode sixty. I, I don't get to. I don't watch a whole lot of CMLL. Right. Because there's so much that they put on. They probably put on like four or five shows a week. Yeah. Uh, which is insane. Uh, most of the stuff you can catch free on YouTube. Go check out their YouTube channel though. Um. But I do like when he, I do like watching his work. He's he's a, he's an excellent luchador, a high flyer, um, ton of ton of great technical work as well. So he's gonna be fun to watch. I don't I don't really see him going far in a tournament, you know, as far as point wise. But he's uh, he's definitely gonna put on a lot of great matches. I love to see him against Bushi. I love to see him against both members of uh, Rapunga Three K, uh, Robbie Eagles. That would be a fun match too. Yeah. So uh, Ishimori, you know, him versus Ishimori. So there's a, there's tons. Tons of opportunities there for uh, for Teton to put on a great show, and then you have Will Osprey, who again he's you know he's beefed up quite a bit, and uh, he's working on becoming heavyweight. I think his days are numbered. Also, this is probably his last tournament. I, I would yeah, I would assume yeah. Um, you know, earlier this year, or was it late last year? Or earlier this year, where he concussed uh, Ibushi. That was at. Um... G one, uh, the not G one. I'm sorry. The uh, that was at Wrestle Kingdom. That was okay. So January, January. Yep. Yeah. So uh, you know, he he was uh, he was not a fan of the advice given to him by the likes of Chris Jericho, <laughs> uh, telling him to like, hey, you need to slow down and do less Spanish flies and and high flying moves and shit to prolong your career. And so he took their advice and he beefed up and. He decided, hey, you want to tell me what to do? Guess what? I'm just going to start eliminating my competition. And he did so right away by giving Ibushi a concussion. <laughs> With a clothesline, no less. Right. Um, which the Japanese fans ate it up because they're all about the lariats. Um, but you still have, although he's beefed up, you still have Will Ospreay, the Super Junior. Yep. Highly capable of just about everything. As a matter of fact... Uh, you know, he just came off of a run as their Neverweight Open champ. Um, New Japan's Neverweight Open champ. Yep, yep. Um, losing it to Jeff Cobb at the G1 Supercard. Um, again, I, first of all, I don't think he's filler. And, no. And second of all, I, if he doesn't finish 
top three, he's going to be super disappointed. And and to a, to a degree, I'm going to be disappointed. Yeah. Because he is of that level. That's where he's at right now. Uh, and, and to be honest with you, if he doesn't finish somewhere in the top three, this will definitely be his last Super Junior tournament. And uh, we'll, we'll see him progress on to a different weight class. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm excited to see Will Ospreay. I think this is going to be a bittersweet tournament for me because I love him as junior heavyweight. But, um, you know, I, I, I was, I'm always worried when guys change their style of wrestling. But for him, he's transitioned so well. He has. So fast, too. <laughs> so I, I I look forward to seeing what the future holds for him. You know, I, I would love to see him against Bandito. I think we mentioned that earlier in the show. Um, Flip Gordon is another guy I love to see him in the ring with. Um, but yeah, I mean, just a, a longer list of guys. He's intriguing because he's one of those guys that can do it all at this point. Uh, and you're, I think you're definitely going to see the high flying Will Osprey mixed in with the with the heavyweight badass as he's as he's becoming. So definitely for me, should be a front runner to. Uh, to contend in, in, in his respective bracket. Uh, the next one is the final member of Rapunky 3K. It is Yo. Uh, Yo is the smaller of the two as far as showing your concern. But uh, don't be fooled by that because he's uh, definitely a great wrestler. His own, his own right. Got high-flying moves. Got good technical wrestling. Got good strong style. Whether it's tag team or singles wrestling, I've always been a fan of his matches. He's deceivingly strong, too, in his own right. He is, and, and uh, for my money, I think this is Yo's proving ground. Yeah. I think this is the time where he he deals with the possibility of his uh, tag team partner saying goodbye, you know, in a few months' time. Yeah. And moving on, um, and this would, be, this would be the opportunity of a lifetime. I'm not saying he's going to win the tournament, but... He needs to make a, a really good run at, at winning matches, and uh, if he's successful, I think it brings him to to a whole new light, and it definitely brings him into um, higher consideration for more future success right. as a super junior. Absolutely, yeah, I'm excited to see what Yo does. I, I agree with, with everything you said there, um, and uh, I, I'm I hoping for. I would love to see because obviously you're going to get. Rocky and and Show and Yo, like one of them is going to be in the same bracket. Uh, yeah, I would love for him to do to throw the throw throw it out there and it's like fuck it, let's put Show and Yo in the same bracket. Yeah, I want to see that match. Yeah, I want to see that match. Um, uh, quite frankly, if you're telling that story, that it should be a match. It should be that match. Yeah. yeah. The next guy we got here is Yoshinobu Kanemaru. He, again, he is a member of Suzuki Goon. Uh, had a great run with El Desperado last year as uh, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champions. I think that was like the what did they say the third longest reign. It they had it for a while. Yeah, they had it. It, for it a was long a, it time. was in the top five for sure. Definitely had it for a while. Uh, Kanemaru is is intriguing because he's he definitely takes the uh, underhanded way to an extreme a lot of times, <laughs> but he still puts on entertaining matches. He does. So um, I I don't. I'm not a huge fan of Kanemaru uh, going deep into this tournament, but he's one of those guys that's going to be pesky, to say the least. Probably going to win more matches than Taka, but probably not going to be a frontrunner to win the win any bracket. But uh, you never know. You never know. But um, 
That's everybody, with the exception of, of one. Uh, you're right. So we've been through 19, and before we leave Kanemaru, I definitely would like to see him versus Taka. Yeah. And then also, yeah. uh, again, just because just because of their styles, I want to see uh, Kanemaru versus Shingo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, definitely, I just want to see Shingo take on yeah. the entire <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely interested in those two matches for sure. Um, uh, yeah, so we've been through 19 of the 20. Um, and the reason we, I, we're bringing it up this way is because for the first time, I believe, in the the 26 years that it, this has been put on, this is the first time we've had a mystery entrant. Yes. Uh, so... Uh, Obviously, we have talked about Hiromu Takahashi coming back as a possibility. Yeah. So, you know, logic would have you um, thinking that that mystery man might be Hiromu. And I would be okay with that. Uh, But I I brought up a point to Matt before we started uh, the episode. If uh, if you had, had been watching New Japan with any regularity, you do know that the Bullet Club has a new member coming, and he has not arrived yet. And I bring him up now because he could very well be this mystery entrant. And that is, uh, I don't know what he'll be called in New Japan, if they'll do a name change or not, but um, currently he is known as uh, El Fantasmo. Yes. So, um, you know, he's coming from uh, south of the border. And um, that it again, it's it's a, a very um, he he is an odds-on favorite to be the mystery uh, contestant here. So um, if they do that, I would love for the Bullet Club to do something dashly to find a way to make it out to be Hiromu. You think it's Hiromu? I, I'm I'm I, no, I I love what you're saying, and and uh, I'm I'm glad we think alike. Uh, I. Go ahead, uh, finish what you got to say. I I definitely want to chime in on this. I I I don't really have much to say, but besides that, but just Hiromu Takahashi is the, the odds-on favorite to to be the the mystery performer because of the story that we told you. He broke his neck. He there was talks of him not only being able to wrestle, not being able to wrestle again, but he might not even be able to walk correctly again. Like his the, the the way that he lives his life may have been altered forever. Yeah, and for him to come back at all yeah. at all is 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 nothing short of a miracle at this point. And if 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 that's the case, and he's ready not only to do come back for wrestling match, but wrestle a fucking round robin tournament. <laughs> yeah, know? right. To do a tour, you know what I mean? Uh, I mean that's that's at minimum. That's well, including tag matches. That's that's about twenty matches right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, in, in less than a month's time. But uh, you know, he's the odds-on favorite to do it because that's what everybody wants, mm-hmm. and everybody should want that. If you have a, remotely have someone of a heart, you should want that. And then you bring in El Fantasmo, who again is the newest member of the Bullet Club. He's been advertised for it. He hasn't shown up yet. We're expecting him soon. And what a dashly thing to do. To fool everybody, thinking that it's going to be Hiromu, and it's built to be Hiromu, and then out comes Bullet Club with El Fantasmo as as a new member, and and then to announce that he's the guy that's going to be representing the the final spot of the Best of Super Juniors. 
so uh, great minds think alike and um, as soon as I saw the list of entrants earlier today before we we met up and decided to record yeah <laughs> I had a similar thought yeah and um, to show you to, to show you what we do on the following contest over on YouTube um, here's what I was thinking so, for my money, I understand what story everybody would like to see, but for my money, that mystery man is definitely El Phantasma. Yeah. Bullet Club comes out, does whatever the fuck they want to do, dastard, dastardly or not. Right. But then, Uh-oh. because if you do it properly, you could get away with it. And I, for me, for my scenario, I like Tiger Mask. You, you definitely have Tiger Mask... Russell, whether it be one match, two matches, three matches, whatever. But at some point in the tournament, he stops being Tiger Mask. And he gets replaced with Hiromu Ooh, un- under that mask. Oh. Oh, so shit. that when, when the time is right, mm-hmm. and it comes time for that match, and in this case, you know, it would be Tiger Mask versus Dragon Lee, it gets revealed that Tiger Mask is actually Hiromu. You and I both have watched enough New Japan to know just when you think you have it figured out, yeah. you don't. And that is another thing that excites me with this tournament. Because previous to last year, right. I was under the impression, me personally, I was under the impression that there's no way in hell that New Japan would allow that kind of... Um, situational interference in such a prestigious tournament but the way the bullet club ran through uh what was it was it the g1 g1 last year yeah yeah that changed my mind completely about all of this the traditional new japan is letting these guys just fuck the tournament up yeah so why not have that happen with such a feel-good story yeah so i Again, I could be completely wrong, but I would love for something like that to happen. I don't know if Hiromu Takahashi is, is ready for this type of tournament. And that's why I feel that El Phantasmo is the better choice. Yeah. I don't physically, I don't know where he's at. I don't know where he's at, really, with his recovery. But physically, that's a lot of fucking work. It is. This is a lot of fucking work. Bullet Club just suffered a great loss with the Jay White incident. Um, with the Jay White losing the title, they're fine. But man, what what a way to put yourself back out there again, to pull this type of shit, and then you still get the feel good story because Takahashi's going to cause some kind of chaos within the tournament. You, you you're fulfilling so many different things in one. Everybody gets a little bit of piece of the pie. You know, Bullet Club, they're the dashly assholes that did this. Hiromu Takahashi. They're the one, he still gets his feel-good moment. You know, and then establishes himself as he is back for good. And then you go on from there. So it kind of it, it kind of takes over multiple storylines at once, all in one writing, all in one paragraph. And you can't really, you can't ask for much more than that. The the other the other outcome uh, I would like would also really intrigue me would be you do have El Fantasmo come out as the mystery man, mm-hmm. 
20th participant, and he runs rough shot through through pretty much everybody except Dragon Lee. They're the last two. Dragon Lee ends up overcoming El Fantasmo, and then that's when Hiromu comes back. Comes back, right? Yeah. So uh, that that yeah. also that also would be pretty badass. Because to because um, Dragon Lee doesn't have a, doesn't have an opponent anymore. Right. Because the winner of this tournament gets a shot at the Junior Heavyweight Championship. But again, and this is why I said originally, I don't like it when champions are in this tournament. Because what's the point? What are you fighting for? <laughs> so he doesn't have a, a challenger. But we talked about earlier, he's on a quest for redemption. Right. So he doesn't have a, a, a challenger. So he calls out a challenger. And then we get Dominion, Takahashi, and for the second year in a row... For my money, Takahashi takes the title for a second year in a row. Yeah. And that culminates what was probably been one of the worst years of his life. <laughs> so, um, and, and you still get the feel-good story. You just don't get it. Yeah, right. You don't right. get it in May and June or early June. You get it later in June. Later in June. So, uh, that would be cool. That would be cool. But overall, I'm excited about this tournament. I I love to, to to pick everybody's mind on who you think the uh, the the uh, mystery performer is going to be, and we're going to give you some time to do that because we're going to take a quick time out, pay some bills. Thanks for uh, listening. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. This episode of the Twenty by Twenty Crew is sponsored by Amazon Prime. Sign up for a free thirty day trial, and you get instant access to thousands of movies and television episodes. You get to borrow Kindle eBooks. You also get unlimited free two-day shipping with no minimum order size. You don't have to purchase. You can cancel anytime and still show the 20 by 20 crew some love. You can sign up for Amazon Prime through the 20 by 20 crew by visiting our website at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash Amazon. Thank you for listening. Thank you for all the support. And now let's get back to the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for sticking around while we pay some bills. Thanks, guys. Um, I'm just going to throw something out there. Throw it. You know how much of a fan I am of this guy. Uh, CM Punk. Yeah. Potentially back in wrestling. Uh, you know the story. You, you, you know the promotion. Uh, M- MKE, I believe. MKE. I'm not. I don't even know where this, this is from. I think it's, it was a Wisconsin show. Yeah. Because I think Silas Young's yeah. the booker. Uh, supposedly CM Punk is uh made made an appearance at a wrestling show, but not just any appearance. Not just any appearance. He actually came into the ring and uh, cleared out the ring. Did the uh, did his moves? Um, the only problem with this whole thing is that he's wearing wherever this guy is. If it's CM Punk. Is wearing a mask. Now, the thing is this. There are pictures of CM Punk at the show wearing that same attire minus the mask. If you can put two and two together, which many people have, it's CM Punk. Now, CM Punk lives in Milwaukee. Uh Uh, He has one of two houses. One's in Milwaukee. We know he's friends with guys in the business. Yep. CM Punk is he is he back in wrestling? Is this like the itch coming back, or is this? Uh, 
I owe you a favor. This is what I'm going to do for you. I think if we're being honest about the situation, it's probably a little bit of both. Okay. You, you and I had talked uh, before we started recording. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I brought up the point of when have we ever really seen any wrestler be completely done with the business ever? Um, when they die. That's about it. Right. You know. But other than that, you have you guys you have guys all the time. I'm retiring. This is my life. Terry Funk for crying out loud. You know, how many times has he retired? Eight, nine? Like We saw last year with Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels. I'm done. I'm done. I'm no, you're not, motherfucker. You're back. The, pay, the payday's right. <laughs> you know? And, and and I'm not saying he's gotta come back and wrestle, but they come back to the business. Right. One one in some shape or form they come back. Oh, Ric Flair hasn't gone away yet. Right. You know, someone who who retired and then he left the WWE to go to another company to wrestle again. Yeah. <laughs> to come back to the WWE to be a retired guy, but not ever leave fully. Yeah, I. So if you're asking me, I think it's a little bit of both. I think he's got the itch, and I I think um, he's just not done with wrestling. Um, you brought up a point too where this is this is the the climate of wrestling that CM Punk had wanted for so long. He wanted to be a part of. He wanted to be the one to culminate that culture into into something he deems um, worthy of professional wrestling. Yeah. Now it's here. Absolutely. And, and you and and you're right. You can't you can't sit there and say that. He can't even be remotely thinking about having to come, you know, having to, wanting to be a part of it. Right. There's no way you can say that he, he's not thinking that. I mean, he'd be a fool. He'd be, even if it's just d- doing whatever he did in, possibly in Milwaukee the other night. Right. Can't tell me that that's not a possibility. CM Punk, as much as I love the guy, he's full of shit on a lot of things <laughs> that he, he says. <laughs> Uh, does he have an issue with wrestling? Yeah, but you know what? Let, let, let's put it in perspective. His I- issue with wrestling wasn't with wrestling. It was with one particular company. Yeah. And did it leave a, a horrible taste in his mouth? you goddamn right it did. And it should have. It should have, yeah. But at the end of the day, we look at professional wrestling as a whole. And everybody with the exception of the the marks, the WWE marks that refuse to see change for what it is, we all see professional wrestling evolving with or without the WWE. That right there shows you that the hard work of guys like CM Punk have paid off. And I'm not giving CM Punk credit for things like what Ring of Honor's at or or AEW or things of that nature. But in a nutshell, it's that type of, of work ethic that he gave too that helped plant the seeds to where pro wrestling is today you're telling me that one of the architects of this garden doesn't want to play in in, in a world that he helped create (laughs) i don't think so he'd be a fool not to i just i just i don't see it you know this is this is everything that you you wanted out of pro wrestling this is everything that you harped about wanting to be you wanted to be the best in the world well i'm telling you right now if you really are the best in the world you got to go out there and prove it all over again because what you're seeing right now is 
a a world of 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 high profile wrestlers that prove it day in and day out why they're best in the world and that competition is not a bad thing it leads to an even better pro wrestling for tomorrow I don't believe CM Punk in any way, shape, or form when he says, I don't want any part of that. I just don't because you'd be a complete, utter moron to say, yeah, you know what, that's not for me anymore. Everything that I worked for, I don't I don't want it. I don't want a piece of it because of what one company did to me. Because you look at a guy like Cody, same fucking thing happened to him. Yeah. To an extent. You know, if you look at it, it was even worse because he was never given titles <laughs> beyond the IC title. Right. You know, I mean, he was a guy that was like, you're not a main eventer. So he leaves, becomes a main eventer, and now he's a vice president of a, a brand new wrestling company that sold out the MGM Grand Garden Arena in, in four minutes. So you're telling me that you're the only guy that's ever been you know, misused by WWE? It's a sob story. It's an excuse. Look at look at where his life has, has taken him. Yet he's a very success. He's a very successful guy, but you can you can see that there's something not quite there with him anymore. He's lost his edge. You know, as far as his professional life is concerned, I'm sure he's doing fine personally. I hope nothing but the best. But professionally, he's a terrible MMA fighter. <laughs> you know, he's an okay writer. You know, I, I dig some of his work. Yeah. What else he got? Yeah. At the end of the day, you know, you know what Phil Brooks is. He's a professional wrestler. That's what he is. <laughs> you want to call C- him CM Punk? That's what he goes by. Well, where did that name come from? Pro wrestling. Yeah. That's what you are. You can run from it and hide from it as much as you want, but at the end of the day, that's what you are. That's what you are. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, we we've talked about this before. I don't remember if it was on camera or, 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 or on air or not, but Sami Zayn wanted to be a fucking uh, improv guy. I, I was going to bring him up, you know. he's Right now, he's probably the most uh, prime example we have where, you know, he, he makes an appearance on Chris Jericho's podcast and talks about how being off for nine or ten months has opened his eyes to, to different horizons in life and how he would be completely fine with not coming back to professional wrestling yeah because he's found other things to do with his life but here we are we see him on Monday Night Raw yeah and you could you can argue well that's that's probably contract obligations that's fine but here here's the point that I wanted to make from that because the guy that interviewed him Chris Jericho mm-hmm. this man left professional wrestling too yeah. He wanted to be a, a music star, musician, and he became that. Fozzie's a very successful man. But what did Chris Jericho do eventually? Came back. Came back. He came back multiple times. When the WWE wasn't where he wanted to be anymore, he went to New Japan. He is going to be in AEW. It doesn't have to be. You know, It's not the paycheck that he's after, but he wants to be a part of this because this is what he helped build. Yeah. You know, it, it it'd be like, it it'd be like a guy like like George Lucas, be, you know. And I, some people might argue and say he probably shouldn't play in his world too much, but just be like, here I created this, 
I'm just gonna fucking go on the other side of the world. You do whatever you want with it. <laughs> you know, you built this fucking machine. You should have somewhat of a say in it. And for a guy like CM Punk, I guarantee you, he, you know, he would be welcomed back with open arms because he did. I get it. He he can be an asshole. He's this and that. He may not be the easiest guy to deal with. But at the end of the day, he's the guy that helped build this field of of, of pro wrestling. And he has every right to be there. And I, I think uh, for his right, I, 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 for his sake, I think it's uh, it's best that he finally uh, he finally steps back to the place where he belongs. And uh, I hope that was him. I hope that was him. I hope it wasn't just because of a favor. I hope it was it was an itch that he had to scratch. And now that he scratched it and he relieved it, it was a bigger itch. Yeah. Um. Cause I miss him. The wrestling world misses him. Yeah, a lot of people miss him. We don't. We don't need CM Punk. There was a time where we, I felt like we did. We don't need CM Punk to make this to 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 have this. But the thing is, it's uh, it's better with him there. Yeah, he adds a lot more. He has he has a bit of uneasiness to him that uh, you can't really describe. And uh, yeah, I. I, I hope it was him. I really do. I wholeheartedly do. I uh, I am I'm nowhere near the fan of CM Punk that you are. Yeah, um, that's but, fair. But I respect what you're saying, and and I I think you're right. I think you're right in, in uh, when you say that uh, you would be a fool to think otherwise. You have taken the time to again cultivate that culture in professional wrestling exactly how you want it. You step away, and now it's here. Right. I would be a fool to think otherwise that he wouldn't want to play. You know, he wouldn't want to be a, in some way, shape, or form that he wouldn't want to be a part of it. It's like this podcast, you know. Given everything that, that that's happened, and let's say we we blew up one day, my personal life has been pretty rocky lately, and I walk away from it, and you you take over, you find a new partner, or whatever. And I have an opportunity to come back. You guys take off. I have an opportunity to come back. I helped build this fucking thing. You think I'm not going to come back and take back what I built, you know, or, or at least be a part of it? You know, like that's, to me, that's foolish. I you wouldn't know? even make you wear a mask. I wouldn't even wear a mask, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it would just be, it'd be foolish not to. You yeah. know, you, you helped build it. It's okay that you walked away. It, you walked away not from wrestling from WWE. There's a difference. There's a major difference in that. But uh, yeah, I, I I hope I hope it was him. I do, and uh, it would be interesting, entertaining because you you look at the thing that we do called the little show called the following contest. I mean, there's a laundry list of current current wrestlers that I would love I would love for CM Punk to get in the ring with. Yeah, I mean, there's one on the top of my head that I think everybody probably knows, but uh, you know, we'll Stephanie sit. McMahon. Stephanie McMahon. <laughs> that was that right there. No, I was, <laughs> Nia Jax. <laughs> I want to see. I want to see CM Punk knee her in the fucking face. <laughs> oh man, Corey Graves, <laughs> Michael Cole. Line them all up. Line them all up. Line them all up. Oh, uh, man. Um, tag team of Byron Saxon. <laughs> but uh, 
We'll talk about my fantasy matches when we uh, when we finally get to the following contest because uh, I don't want to spoil anything because there's there's a lot that I could uh, I, I mean it could be a whole episode on CM Punk matches alone. That sounds like a plan. I'm I'm too much of a mark for CM Punk. <laughs> I admit it. I I know I am. Before before there was the cleaner, there was the second city saint. Yeah. And yeah. and and to me like it, it got no no better than that. So. Uh, but anyways, um, we're going to talk about a couple of other current events here, things that kind of just popped up, and uh, it doesn't really deserve too much time, but there's some things that really kind of just irked me that you that you mentioned earlier just now, and, and it involves old-timers. Uh, <laughs> and, and, well, one, one, one specific old-timer, and, and it involves, also involves a uh, brand-new WWE champion, Kofi Kingston, uh, superstar Billy Graham. Took, I'm assuming he took to social media. Yeah, and and he. Um, this isn't the first time he's been. No, vo- vocal yeah. about WWE's current product. That's another guy who needs to shut his mouth. Uh, well, I, he first of all, he's not a huge fan of Ronda Rousey. Well, okay, well, I agree um, with you there. But uh, it, it is it is more so because she's a woman. <laughs> All right, I don't necessarily agree you with know, you there. That, that, yeah, that kind of thing. So, <laughs> all right, but um, yeah, he's very outspoken. You lost me there, superstar Billy. Yeah, Graham. He, he's very outspoken about Ronda Rousey, but uh, no, um, he recently came out and stated right after Kofi won the title at WrestleMania, the first thing out of superstar Billy Graham's mouth was, "Great, congratulations, Kofi Kingston." Now, all right, now yeah. go do some steroids. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. That was like a fucking juxtaposition right there. Like, yeah. You're feeling good about it, and it's like, oh. Yeah. You killed me. You so, killed me. Uh, and, and, you know, uh, you can call it what you want, um, but he is of that old school mentality. got to be big. You got to be big. You got to be big, and, and you got to be, you know, muscles on top of muscles in order to be a legitimate champion. Apparently. You got you to gotta die in your 40s. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Maybe maybe reach fifties, but you know, <laughs> gotta do all that. I I cannot stand that mentality. I cannot stand the fact that we live in a in a world where still to this day you feel the need to put that shit in your body and become and just be big, just to be big. It doesn't make you better. It just makes you bigger. Want to be big? To clarify, um, you know, neither you or I condone the usage of steroids but more importantly what you see in professional wrestling with the likes of superstar Billy Graham and anyone who uses steroids to enhance their physique to that form to that shape that isn't usage of steroids that is abuse of steroids Um, I have taken steroids myself uh, at least once in my life and it was because of a medical condition. Um, so I used steroids. I didn't abuse the steroids. Oh, I yeah. just used them. I mean, I think a lot of us are have been prescribed steroids in, in yeah. our days. You know, that helps you heal faster. Yeah, exactly. You know, so that's fine. You know, I'm not against usage of steroids. Right. I'm against abuse of steroids. Right, right, right. Exactly. Um, you know, you look at Lex Luger. Oh, God. You know, um, uh, obviously Superstar Billy Graham. 
uh, Big Papa Pump, Scott Steiner. Oh, God. You know, guys like that, you just, you know. You know what they're doing. Uh, they clearly don't have any um, a- any real respect for their bodies at the end of the day, because otherwise they wouldn't they wouldn't put their body through that, you know. And and now look where they are. You know, you've got Steiner with a a, a, a bad back and and you know bad hips and whatnot. You superstar Billy Graham. You know, cancer and whatnot. The you, human body's not supposed to be yeah. that way. Is Lex that, Luger's in a fucking wheelchair, you know, so... It, and and that, those are the guys that are alive. Right. Those are the guys that, that survive. Very good point. You know, I mean, we, we, how many people, how many guys that we've seen lose, how many guys have we lost because of steroid abuse? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. and come on. That's, that's terrible advice for him to be bigger, and that's... Again, I get it. It's it's, it's I, I hate using this excuse because it's to me, it'd be the equivalent of saying boys will be boys. <laughs> okay. But like you know, it's like oh, it's it's a product. He's a product of the times. That's not an excuse. Get with the fucking times. Right. You know, you don't need to be telling people. Not that Kofi Kingston is is, is going to listen. Right. <laughs> to to superstar Billy Graham, but you don't need to go out there and tell people because you might get somebody that's impressionable and say, you know what. I need to bulk up if I want to be a champion like Kofi Kings or, or, or successful, and you know you don't, you don't need to be motivating people to damage their body to just to get big for right. the sake of being big, because that's all it is. Um, it is stupid. I mean, superstar Billy Graham is a, a an irrational old man, but it, it is it is an, uh, it is frustrating that we still hear that kind of talk in, in, in today's society. Uh, it's just dumb. It's it's just beyond stupid. But uh, but yeah, uh, Kofi Kingston doesn't need to take steroids. Yeah, don't do steroids. He's Kofi. Uh, he's a Grand Slam champion. He did it without taking fucking steroids. So <laughs> that's 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 more championships than superstar Billy Graham won. So you know, I'm just saying. Um, as always, we have wrestling on in the background, and um, we're currently watching NXT, which we just got to witness. Uh, a pretty damn awesome match between the Velveteen Dream and Buddy Murphy for the North American title. Where was that Buddy Murphy at WrestleMania, by the way? I'm telling you, man. Where the fuck was that Buddy um, Murphy at? I, I bring NXT up because uh, in our previous episode... <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, we uh, we were trying to untangle the possible voodoo-like... <laughs> Um, situation that Adam Cole might be in because of a pro wrestling crate, and clearly here on NXT he's still alive. So, uh, congrats, yeah, Adam Cole, yeah, for, for still being alive. <laughs> like, 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 real quick, the the theme was gone but not forgotten. So all the items were based off of deceased wrestlers, but the photo was of Adam Cole, <laughs> and I just like, did he die? And I just not realize it. Does he have a twin? This is not Adam Cole. It's just like Andrew Cole or some shit. Andrew Cole. (laughs) I'm not sure what's going on here, but uh, Adam Cole is clearly alive alive and well. Hopefully he stays that way. Uh, Pro Wrestling Crate. uh, I don't know what you did there, but somebody screwed up. But... So not only do, uh, getting back to old timers here, not only do we we have superstar Billy Graham talking about uh, steroids and, and Kofi Kingston, but uh, WrestleMania weekend also brought out the worst in Greg the Hammer Valentine, who decided to open his mouth 
and talk about the death of kayfabe and his gripes with it, but offered no solutions to today's wrestlers. So uh, he came out and said, uh, the reason he has such a problem with today's product is because he busted his ass night after night, making everything he did look real and believable. Right. And now he's pissed off because you don't have that in today's product, according to him. You have just a bunch of guys doing a bunch of acrobats. Right. Acrobatic stunts in the ring, and that's it. Um, I'm pretty sure I know how you feel about this. Yeah. Uh, but I, I will say one thing. Uh, you know, talking, talking to... Uh, our special guest recently uh, on our WrestleMania episode. Yep. Uh, we had brought up the notion that you should not be able to tell in a match these days that things are predetermined, that movesets are predetermined, right. that combinations are predetermined. Um, it should flow naturally and organically, and it should all be look believable. Yes. And, and, and uh, you know, depending on what you're watching, you don't get that. And, and you know, unfortunately, we, we had to mention it um, in the, you know, concerning the likes of WWE talent. Yeah, like Buddy Murphy and Tony Nese. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, in, to that extent, I think Greg the Ham, Hammer Valentine, Valentine is right. Yeah, I agree. But um, other than that, how do you feel about what he said? Again, product of the times. Um, I don't like it when when guys of, of his age go out there and call the new talent a bunch of acrobats jumping around. Um, to me, that shows that you're not watching. You're you're seeing it, and you know it's like, well, I, we weren't doing that. I don't know what this is. This isn't what we were doing back there. Back in our day, we were doing headlocks and. Collar and elbow locks and, and this and that, figure fours and all that shit. Guess what? They still do all that. They still do all that, but it's a pick, it's a quicker pace for a lot of, for a lot of guys. There's a reason for that. There's a reason for that. It, it's evolved. Wrestling has evolved. And it's not to say that it's necessarily better. I'm not going to sit there and, and have that debate. I have my opinion on it, but that's, that's again, it's an opinion. But wrestling has evolved. You either you like it or you do not like it. And if you don't like it, but you want to comment on it, then at the very least, you should explain yourself to why don't you like it. And that, Greg DeHammer Valentine is another one of those guys that's not going to do that. All he said was they're jumping around like a bunch of acrobats. Yeah. And, <laughs> again, you're not watching. You're not seeing it. You're not. You're not experiencing it the way... That the fan base is. There's a reason why Greg DeHaro Valentine's style of wrestling doesn't exist anymore. You want to know what that is, Greg? Because nobody wants to see it anymore. <laughs> I don't mean to be mean. I know some old timers may not like me for saying that. And I don't mean to be disrespectful. I respect that era. I love that era. Without that era, there wouldn't be a today. Bar none. But at the end of the day, just like everything else... You look at professional football. 
in the 1970s, 1980s. It ain't the same fucking game that it is today. Oh, no. The, not by a long shot. Basketball. Yeah, same thing. Too. And you could say, well, basketball was better then than it is today. And I would agree for the most part. But there's also parts of the game today that's a lot better than what it was yesterday. For one, I appreciate that we have more shooters. we got guys who can fucking shoot the ball. <laughs> Instead of having the same cliche thing where only the point guard and shooting guards can fucking shoot the ball. You know, or, or yeah. in small forwards. The other two guys are just there to play defense. You know, that's cliche. That's cliche. The same way that, you know, guys, if you want to be world champion, you need to be taking steroids. That's fucking cli- a, re- a wrestling cliche. And it's dead now. Same thing with the style of wrestling that existed. Style of wrestling, the slow pace wrestling that existed in, in, in the 70s and 80s is dead. It's now a cliche now. Does it exist in some aspects? Yeah. You look at a guy like Zack Sabre Jr. You look at a guy like Jonathan Gresham, for two examples right there. They very much wrestle that style. It's altered, but they still wrestle a very slow-paced style of wrestling. They're not the most exciting guys in the world for a lot of people, but they're effective. I, I, I talk about Zack Sabre Jr., and I always compare him to Hoist Gracie of MMA. You're, you're, you're not going to get this high-profile fight, but you're going to get a very good fight. A guy that, can, that knows what he's doing in there, and at the end of the day... When you, when you put it all together, you're like, wow, how the hell does he do that? More so than you would do a guy who can do a Spanish fly off the top rope. I think it needs to be said, too, in regards to someone like Zack Sabre Jr. And, and Jonathan Gresham. They also wrestle in places where they know their wrestling style is accepted. Yes. You know, it isn't like we're seeing Zack Sabre Jr. On, on Raw or SmackDown. Right. Because let's face it, if he were... He would be booed. There would be boring chants all the time. Because that audience isn't apt to that anymore. You know? Right. You know, and and that's that's another thing, too, is is that wrestling isn't just one style anymore. You know, you have multiple styles of wrestling that coexist together, but still have their own styles. Like, Like New Japan, where Zack Sabre Jr. mainly wrestles. What he does there... It's it, it's 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 like a godsend. Again, like if you come to WWE, they don't want that. You know what they want? In WWE is commercialized. You know, five minute matches, and so you can get on the microphone and, and talk about what you're gonna do, and not actually do it. Um, you know, places like Pro Wrestling Guerrilla, places like you know Evolve, they want more high high profile, high octane matches, and that's okay. The idea is to be entertaining because at the end of the day, that's what pro wrestling is. It's entertainment. If they're being entertaining and you're drawing a fan base, guess what, Greg? They're not breaking kayfabe. They're fucking doing everything they're supposed to be doing. Yeah. They're, you're, they're, they're generating an audience. They found a way. Your style of wrestling, you want to be- bring it back so much, I, I implore you. make your, Start your own business. Start your own company. Do only that. And see how long you last. You ain't never gonna break me off the ground. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. I'm sorry, it's just not. And, and and maybe that is disrespectful, and I don't mean to be. It's one of those things where these older guys have to learn how to evolve with the times, or just stay the fuck away from it. If you don't like it that much, don't watch. No. Don't watch. I mean, you're entitled to your opinion. I get it. 
But when you start making a, a thing to bitch and moan so you can get your, your name out there again, it just it, it doesn't work in your favor. It just doesn't. So uh, my response to Greg Valentine is, is it's I'm, 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 I'm embarrassed for him because <laughs> he becomes another one of those guys that just, like, doesn't get it. He doesn't get it. And, and I guarantee you there was guys when he was around that were saying, I wouldn't wrestle this style of wrestling. Yeah. You know, there's always going to be those guys. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, he's one of them. I wish he'd be more like a, like a today's Ric Flair, where you can appreciate, hey, Ric Flair existed for a reason. We we inspired a generation, but now they're doing something different. Right. You can't wrestle. You can't be Ric Flair. You can't be Greg Valentine. you got to be something else. Nobody wants to see another Ric Flair because Ric Flair existed one and only for a reason. You got to move on. Let's like you you don't want. We hear all these these comparisons to Michael Jordan and LeBron James. We don't need to see another Michael Jordan. No. There's only one Michael Jordan. Whether who's better or not is not the point. There's only one Michael Jordan. There's only going to be one. You know, uh, Joe Montana. There's only going to be one Tiger Woods. There's only going to be one of these guys. Don't be that fucking guy. Be somebody else. Be inspired, but you got to move on. You got to evolve. The game has to evolve or it's not going to last. And I hope that this generation, when they become Greg Valentine's age, they don't look at the new generation and say, you know, in my time, we were doing all this and that and none of this new shit. (laughs) But I have a feeling that it won't necessarily be like that either. You know, I don't know. But Greg Valentine becomes another statistic of old guys that are just fucking bitter for the sake of being bitter. And it's a shame. And on that note, uh, we're going to round out the show. I've been bitter for the last <laughs> 10 minutes. I'm another statistic. Um, you know, again, we're all always watching wrestling on in the background. And again, we're watching NXT, the, the weekly show. And uh, Shayna Baszler's in the ring. I'm not sure who her opponent is tonight. It might be Kyrie Sane. It was Kyrie Sane. Okay, so it's Kyrie Sane. Um, uh, clearly, the superstar shakeup uh, has already happened. So this, you know, this has happened before this. So we know Kyrie Sane gets moved to SmackDown. I, I would like to know what exactly NXT is going to do if they keep getting rid of their talent. Uh, you have Shayna Baszler. Who is their current women's champ, and she has remarked multiple times that one, um, she has ran through the division more than once. Yeah, and also uh, she also has remarked that she can. Uh, she they were giving her matches with multiple participants because um, they didn't trust her with singles matches anymore. Like she was that dom- dominating, uh, you know. Obviously, she—it's a singles match here against Kyrie Sane, but uh, the point still stands. What do you think is going to happen? Kyrie Sane's now moving to SmackDown. Uh, don't get me wrong; it's not like they have uh, completely gutted the the women's division for NXT. But right. um, yeah, what what are your thoughts, real quick, before we run out the show? Raid more talent. <laughs> I, I mean, because yeah, because shit. Like, and, and as far as I know, unless unless we didn't catch it, there were no moves to NXT in at least in the way of women. As far as uh, the shakeup goes, yeah. Oh, there's none. So, I and you know what's funny too is like you moved up. Uh, 
you called up Nikki Cross, and you still didn't put her on a show. So that was really a relevant move right there. Put her on Raw or SmackDown. You didn't put her on Raw or SmackDown. You just you just left her floating. Uh, so good job with that one. Um, Kyrie Sane's gone. You know, you're left with who? Bianca Belair, uh, which she's okay, so-so still. Io Shirai, I mean, that's a good talent, but what's next? Because you don't have a whole lot. You you haven't done a good job building up that female talent pool. The only thing I can suggest is you go back to, I don't know what the hell Kyrie Sane was doing there, but you go back to um, international waters and you find yourself more talent. Because... I don't know what else you, you, you can do. Um, I, I don't either. The only thing you have right now is Io Shirai. And I want to see that. I want to see Io Shirai and Shayna Baszler one-on-one for the title. But other than that, I mean, once that rivalry's done, I don't know where you go with this. I really don't. There's way too many call-ups way too fast. And, uh, yeah, it's a depleted roster. Women, women and tag teams. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do. But uh, I, I, other than that, I don't know. Besides Ray Talent, um, yeah. On that note, uh, we're gonna sit back, watch this match. But uh, come find us. Come find us on social media: Facebook.com/slash20x20crew is our Facebook page. Uh, come talk to us on Facebook: Facebook.com/groups/slash20x20talk is where you can find us and sit and chat with uh, Matt and I and, and a host of others. Um, we are available on Twitter. You can hate tweet us at twitter.com slash 20x20crew. And also check us out on Instagram, instagram.com slash 20x20crew. Uh, you can email us at 20x20crew at gmail.com for the time being. And uh, with your questions, comments, concerns, fantasy bookings, uh, lists of people with the smallest nipples. Um, <laughs> yes, we want your nipples. Give, me, yeah. give us your nipples. <laughs> um your your fantasy bookings for CM Punk, um, whether or not you agree with with Greg the Hammer Valentine, uh, and and maybe uh, he's got sagging nipples. He does. Uh, maybe a, a a recipe list for Kofi Kingston to bulk up. I, whatever you may want to send our way. <laughs> <laughs> and then of course our our home on the web is twenty x twenty crew dot com, where you will find all of our past episodes. Uh, lists uh, and what have you. Um, really quick, I really like the idea of doing uh, an all CM Punk following contest episode. I think we should do that. Uh, that'll probably uh, be available in the next month or so over at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash YouTube where we host the following contest. That's where we fantasy book wrestlers from different decades, from different promotions into matches we would like to see. Yes, um, I would. I really, really love to do that episode. I think that would be freaking fascinating. Um, uh, I think that's about it. You're gonna have to strap in for that CM Punk one, though. Yeah, it's, uh, well, it's, it's, it's gonna dude, be a long I'm game, one. man. I'm game. <laughs> you can't ask a fucking Mark like me to do a fantasy booking episode and then be short. So, <laughs> um, I think that's it. Uh, yeah. Again, real quick. Uh, please go support professional wrestling. Uh, we just picked up a a brand new sponsor as of last week in Brown Paper Tickets, where you can get tickets to a lot of indie shows for either um, 
face value or less. Nice. Absolutely. Please go see us at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash brown paper tickets. That's all one word. And uh, support professional wrestling, uh, especially these days. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, I that's all I got to say, man. So yeah. Another fun episode on the books. Yeah, excellent. I've been Matt. He's been Joe. And until next week, we will see, see you, you in the, the ring. ring.